Hello and welcome to Inside Sports Dead and Goal podcast for another week. Uh, this is our second for the year, second for 2018. And second try at this. Yeah, so, <laughs> last week was practice, wasn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. We, 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 just, uh, we just failed on, oh. the, uh, on the equipment Yeah, just a few minutes ago. That's what I meant. <laughs> So no, there's a lost podcast. No, out, there's a lost podcast out there. It yeah. was gold. Let me tell you, people. It was about five minutes of gold that you'll never, you'll yeah. never see the light of day. Full of swear words and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is James Smith. With me is Jeff Centenera. How are you, mate? I am well, sir. How are you? Yeah, terrific, terrific. We're, um, we're still six weeks out from the NRL season, but uh, oh, that, le- that far away. League never stops, does it? No. It does not, no. <laughs> particularly for us. Unbelievable how we're on the uh, Invasion Australia Day weekend hmm. and Rugby League <laughs> is just dominating the, the, this new cycles, isn't it? Oh, fantastic. That's, yeah. what, you, that's, that, that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> and um, something that happened during the week is basically it was the catalyst for what our show is going to be about. Um, and it was uh, Jonathan Thurston uh, suggesting that we have a suggesting that it's time to have a national chat about the timing of Australia Day. It just it went off this this uh, discussion, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Um, you know, and the thing about JT is, you know, he is he, he is a, he is a leader. He's a, he yep. is a figure of a figure of leadership, and I, you know, it, it, um, his uh, his words do carry kind of uh, great weight. You know, then uh, kind of should be accorded with uh, with a certain respect. So Definitely. It, um, and this is the way, kind of, you know, the conversation kind of should be advanced. It, yeah. you know, it can't be just, you know, kind of politicized figures, kind of just screaming at each other in um, in talking head shows yep. or podcasts, for that matter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we we it's it, um, it's great that I, you know I'm an absolute sucker for. I believe that you know, I, I fundamentally believe that. Uh, I'm finally against all those people who say keep politics out of sport. I actually want more. Yeah, I, I, want, yeah. I want sport stuffed for the politics. All the, the people who <laughs> claim that it's never been in sport. Exactly. It's built I, I on that, politics. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's willfully naive. And I think I, I, you know, one of the things I think that's great about this generation of, of players that's coming through, and I think even the one that's coming in after them, is that they are they're incredibly socially aware. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's fantastic to see them engage, kind uh, to lend you know their uh, their perspective to something like this. Yeah, for sure. And just just uh, in further on that, um, but yes, yeah, so basically Thurston um, uh, spoke to NRL.com uh, and encouraged his fellow Australians to to look into the meaning uh, surrounding the day and the negative feelings it evokes among many um, in Indigenous communities. It's just a it, it is a, as you say another example of the sort of leader he is. He, he um, he's ex- ex- extremely uh, in popular in, in rugby league circles, and, and a lot of people from outside the game uh, take a lot of notice of him as well because of uh, who he inspires and and, uh, and and the conversation that he starts. So, um, out from that, we decided to ask you guys who your favourite um, Indigenous player has been over time, and. and so we're going to get right into that later on, aren't we? With yeah, yeah, absolutely. Terrific answers. Best ever response to yep. one of these listener questions that we've ever had. So all good. One of the things, I guess, that's uh, kind of circulating around this debate, and uh, yes, I'm going to uh, yeah, kind of uh, invoke uh, uh, you know, our, our number one listener of this show, Prof Davis, who I will repeat, <laughs> will, cannot, who I repeat, not 
win prizes for, yeah. from this show. Yeah, she's ha really happy about that. Too. Yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, yes, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm treading warily, <laughs> <laughs> as you can hear in my voice. Yeah. But yeah, um, she's kind of she raised the the idea that, um, and I think this is kind of uh, has some support in, in some quarters. May twenty seven. Yep. Uh, you know, as as a, uh, as a proposed date, um, kind of referencing or invoking the. Um, uh, kind of uh, 1967, like um, uh, kind of the change, um, constitutional change, right? Um, you know, back then. Uh, I like the idea. I support the idea of May 27, like not only for its symbolic heft, but uh, I very much like the idea that around that time we will have uh, actual footy matches yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> being played. So, you know, yeah. whatever your preferred code, I mean, they'll be going on. And, uh, yeah, I guess we get the the, uh, the true games of Australia being played yeah. <laughs> on, on oh. a national day as opposed to what uh, we get right now. Well, and, and apologies to, to all your cricket fans out there, but, no, I, you know. I grew up in Adelaide, and so I always associate my my strongest association with Australia Day was cricket. Yeah, that's, exactly. Know, I mean, yeah. that's what that was what was done in Adelaide in Australia Day. So yeah. you know, before Spot you know on. anybody talked about barbecues or you know your 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 plastic Chinese flags <laughs> or, or, or whatever or plastic flags made in made in China. So yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's where I kind of uh, yeah come down on this. No, terrific, terrific. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to those uh, shortly. Um, but uh, we thought we'd have a we better tell people about our magazine that we spend all day putting out. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, our, um, our February edition is on sale now. It has uh, Glenn Maxwell on the cover, who um, reselected to the T twenty yeah, side. No, no, we've <laughs> re we've recovered well here. Not only <laughs> do we have Maxie on the cover, but we've got him in the T twenty outfit, which mm. is which is your stroke of genius, mate. You. You've, so you we've know, gone from zero. He missed out on the ODI side mm. to now he's front and so centre. So be forewarned. Whoever our, 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 our next edition, our March edition, is our rugby league preview edition. So naturally, will be a uh, some prominent NRL figure on the cover. So be yep. forewarned that you will. They will. Whoever that is, some great calamity will befall <laughs> him, and then he will come good. I guess by the end of the season, because that's the uh, <clears throat> that's the pattern that's been established here. <laughs> will it will? What's your uh, highlight of, of the edition? Uh, would you say? What do you reckon? Um, well, I... There's not much league in far, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing I do want to kind of mention, uh, kind of league-wise, is there... Um, I got to kind of pluck out a picture for our training section, which I really quite uh, really was quite taken by. And that uh, the, the picture came out of the joint training session uh, at Redfern that, um, yeah. that uh, the uh, Bunnies held with uh, the AFL's Port Power. Yeah, which I always love it when the codes come together because oh, I think I think they get so much out of it. They, they it, love it. It blows people's minds, doesn't it? It yeah. blows apart the code wall thing. It's like that's like boys and girls aren't supposed to play together <laughs> in the Who playground. Who are the girls in this analogy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> but it, it, it's awesome, isn't it? Mm. It's like last year. I keep referring to it when Souths and uh, the GWS Giants got together to yeah. promote their games because they were on the same night. Mm. Why not go to you know, what's the Giants stadium called? Um, right, uh, Spotless. Spotless, yeah. And then walk over to ANZ and that, that blew apart people's minds like, that's not supposed to happen. And this this is a great initiative by the two clubs, isn't it? Yeah, I really love was. it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I can't help but be, yeah, kind of, uh, the other thing that kind of strikes me is, um, you know, the smile on Greg Inglis's face, uh, yeah, not only that in, in that picture, but in, in others, um, I can understand kind of how happy you'd be just to be back, you know, yeah. somewhere on a, on a training paddock or near a football field, you know, after sure. you know on, on the comeback trail from uh, from injury. 
But um, I, I think the one thing that called to mind was it, because um, yeah, it's not in this picture specifically, but in others, you, you see him you know, uh, kicking, a, kicking a Sharon yeah. in Australian rules football, and he looks so perfectly natural doing <laughs> it. And, you know, it kind of uh, gets you thinking that, um, you know, he very seriously considered, you know, kind of going to Essendon at, at one point. Right. And I've had more than one AFL player tell me that, you know, he would have been fantastic yeah, at it. Really. He was the one, like, you know, leaguey they thought would be would be terrific at yeah, it. Yeah, he's an yeah. extraordinary athlete. Exactly. And um, the other thing it kind of, yeah, kind of called to mind was I was at a, a Fox Sports launch a, oh, a couple yeah. of years ago, and they had brought kind of every manner of, you know, star athlete into the you know to to the event and to kind of cap the event they had this kind of skills challenge where you know they assemble a whole bunch of you know you know, kind of different balls like you know footies and basketballs and netballs yeah, yeah. you know uh, so, uh, uh, soccer balls soccer, soccer say it yeah, yes so forth and they were kicking at a target maybe like 15 to 20 meters away uh, Maddie Johns was kind of emceeing the event, and uh, you know, so he was describing the rules, and you know, he was cracking wise and saying, you know, so um, you know, you have to try and hit the target, so you know, try and keep the Australian football away from, from okay. Israel Folau. Thank you, your own. Yep. <laughs> oh no, because he knew that you know, Izzy wasn't going to hit the target with, <laughs> with, with, you know, with the with the with the Sharon. Probably so, didn't. That, didn't and, and everybody, so everybody had a good laugh, <clears throat> but. Um, Anyhow, two things I, I will always remember from kind of this little kind of mini kind of skills challenge that, uh, you know, these are the things I guess that stick with you in, in your days covering sport. Um, the netballer, like Kim Revalian, yep. they kind of expected her to throw it, but what she did instead was she kicked it and almost hit the target, wow. kicked the netball okay. almost through the, uh, you know, through the uh, goal. And then the other thing that stood out was um, like Inglis goes up, takes a look at all of the, you know, all of the balls on offer, Grabs, you know, the you know, the red Aussie football yeah. and gets the closest. Honestly, he almost like yeah, kind of like knocked the you know, knocked the target over. Wow. To to this big woo from the assembled kind of <laughs> audience. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. he might have gone through a period in his life where he actually practiced that. I don't know. I well, don't know. Maybe, maybe who knows? He's, I don't know. Who knows? Like it's but yeah, it's um and you know, maybe it's just I don't know, almost a lucky shot, but you know, or you know, maybe he really is that kind of good at yeah, at kicking uh, 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 Aussie rules football, yeah. but there yeah, that that kind of stuck with me all through all through that time. Oh, that's cool. so you know. I hope you get as much out of that one picture rugby league fans <laughs> yeah. in the entire um, February edition. I hope some of you you know um, you know take some interest in the Winter Olympics just before the season starts. So you, you'll get a lot of out of the magazine uh, a, if you do. It's a tough sell with the Winter Olympics in, at the height of summer at, uh, during our hottest months. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so yeah, getting back to our main subject of, of the podcast, our Greatest Indigenous or players. Your favourite all-time Indigenous and players. And yeah. I've, got, I've got to say again uh, to to the uh, the listeners, uh, yeah. uh, their fantastic response. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah, this is uh, kind of yeah, you kind of uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't think the word is surprised, but you know, kind of taken by, by what yeah. Um, yeah, kind of your response last week, and this one was uh, was a good one too. It's plain to see that. Uh, that, yeah, the uh, you know, kind of the, uh, these great indigenous players, you know, kind of I think they kind of um, yeah they, they kind of leave very great memories uh, for people. You know, yeah, they, definitely. You know, kind of um, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, it's, that became evident I think with this question. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, best uh, response ever that, that we've ever had. Um, just before we kick off, if if after listening to this uh, conversation, you want to um, get a little bit more involved in recognising our Indigenous Rugby League players, um, head over to dressingshed.com. Um, they're a company that 
Prince uh, uh, T-shirts, um, rugby league T-shirts, and uh, they're running a, a, a poll at the moment where, oh, it's not a poll, it's a form that you can fill out where you can nominate your favourite all-time uh, Indigenous um, players, and it's really, it's well worth filling out because by the, by the time it's finished, it sounds like it's going to be a really epic list of what everybody thinks. It's sort of like the people's team, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, um, not that this is this is completely different, but sort of covering the same ground and and um, yeah. So, all right. Okay, James. Yeah. Well, so, it's like, who is your? Oh, uh, I never thought we'd start with ours. My one. Oh, okay. But yeah, so we'll start with yours. Okay. My my personal all time Indigenous player favourite is um, Sam Bacco. Yeah. Uh, Rampaging, or oh, sorry, slamming Sam Bacco. Yeah, um, he played. It's for a the great Ken- name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's from the era, isn't it? Like they were like wrestlers back then. You had yeah, Blocker Roach and Slamming Sam Bacco. Um, he played for the Raiders and the Broncos between '83 and 1990. Um, he had two seasons at Brisbane and retired. Um, uh, what sort of injury did he have? A, a chronic injury cut, cut short his career. Played six games for Australia and seven for Queensland. Uh, he was like a barnstorming forward, just a rampaging um, front row forward. And he was a—he's a real advocate for Indigenous issues. And when the um, when the uh, 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 when, when the national um, constitution, national uh, conventions were being held around the country, he was a key player in the Cairns one. Mm. And um, yeah, a, a very well respected voice in the. Uh, Indigenous community, um, and he was at Uluru as well when, when the final delegation got together and, and had plenty to say there. But uh, from that, I was uh, following um, Megan around these various dialogues. Yeah, I went with her for a weekend away for, um, while the Cairns one was on, and I arrived. I, I didn't take part, of course, because I'm not Aboriginal. So I was wait, waiting out in the foyer of the Cairns Convention Centre. There was this other bloke as well. He's w- wandering around, big bloke, beard, uh, grey hair. Looks a little bit like Billy Connolly, and uh, and I could he, he came in on a bike and, and I could see the bike. Anyway, I didn't. I, I was looking at That's him. That's why he looked I, like Billy Connolly. He, he came did. in on a bike. The same sort of thing, yeah. And um, so sitting there about twenty meters away from him for about twenty minutes, half an hour, waiting for the delegation to come out. And uh, one of the guys in, in the delegation, Sean, um, he came up to me and he said, "Do you know who that bloke is?" And I said, no, no idea. He's been standing there for a while. And he said, that's Sam Bacco. And it was one of those frustrating moments in your, in your life where you think, oh, funny, I'd known that. Like, mm. I could have had a great conversation with him. And so yeah. I'd love to meet him one day. He's my all, all-time favourite um, Indigenous but you, player. But you couldn't, like, couldn't recognise him. I did him. not even yeah. think of Sam yeah. Bacco. Okay. I saw that he was standing there. He was, I thought he was just waiting for somebody. Yeah. And it turns out not only was he Sam Bacco, but he was, his voice was really strong in, in the Cairns yeah. right. dialogue that was held. And, and he, so he doesn't look anything like or doesn't, just doesn't resemble what he looked like? A little bit. Yeah, he's got right. the beard and, and the yeah. curly hair and, and that bit. But you don't automatically go, oh, that's Sam Bacco. You just think that, you know, that, that's... That's sort of like a cool-looking old dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he'd, he'd be my nomination. There's a few other people that have nominated him, but but yeah, he 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 uh, does it for me. Um, what about yourself? All right, here's a name that um, uh, I didn't see pop up. Yeah. So, um, oh, good. Yeah, good. That, um, it, it might have in the time since, but um, I guess. 
I just kind of to set to set this up. I, I guess the the thing was when I first started kind of uh, following rugby league. Curiously enough, the way it worked is I had to leave Australia to start uh, start oh, yeah. following rugby league because I was well, growing yeah. up in um, I grew up in Adelaide as, as I might have mentioned on the show before. Uh, and it was only when I moved overseas at the age of um, 12 or 13 that we actually started getting kind of... I, I, we, we had an Australian channel oh, kind right. of on TV overseas. Oh, yeah. And through that, we would get um, yeah Sydney broadcasts. So yeah. I, that was the first time in my life. I, well, I, I what got season are we, are we talking about here? What, oh, well, this is, yeah, I moved away in, in 89, 90. Okay, oh, yeah, beautiful. 89 through that through that. Oh, the period. golden era. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there was, there was one guy um, who kind of really stood out then. And um, I, I've kind of gripped onto him as a guy who I've, admittedly, it wasn't the fullest kind of coverage. It was like only about a game a week. Like, like <laughs> it's about what Sydney people used like, to yeah, and, yeah, and maybe, maybe that was just it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and highlights. But um, as I was later to find, like uh, his own career was such a brief and intense flare that I think, you know, it's hard not to be intrigued by it. And and the guy, you know, I'm, I'm talking about here is Ewan McGrady. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's wow. um, yeah. yeah. I just he was one of those guys, and I think this is a theme that will you know will come up or recur kind of in uh, through the list of responses. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, they're just riveting. You know, it was just rivet- a guy who was riveting to watch. Like you, you know, I knew nothing about rugby league at the time, but I could like kind of lay eyes on a game, and you know, uh, you could, you know, like, and you and McGrady would just pop off the screen. <laughs> you know, it. Um, yeah, see, it was so fast. Wasn't well, it? That, that's. I mean, yeah. I watched. Um, I watched. You know, in, in preparation for this, I did that thing that you do, and I kind of went back to YouTube and watched some uh, some highlights <laughs> to see if they square, kind of with my memory. And you know, I was watching it, and I was actually giggling because yeah. you know what he, what he was kind of like he's kind of like and this kind of like ties into my whole perception of like what life was like back in like 1989 1991 mm. you know you used to play kind of like say video games of like sports games on yeah. the old kind of like 16-bit consoles back then and you had these little sprites and like the games maybe weren't as sophisticated as they are now <laughs> Uh, but if you kind of had the fastest player on the field, it was like a massive advantage. Yep. Like because this that sprite would just beat everybody <laughs> with speed. Like you know, it's like and that. Yeah. The, the McGrady was like a real life version of that. I mean, it was ridiculous. Just he he would literally was playing like two or three gears ahead uh, of everybody else. Yeah, he yeah, could yeah. just literally out, outrun guys on the field. I don't in, in ways that I don't think you see it. No. Yeah, in 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 the comp anymore because you so know much. they're all kind of like professional athletes and they've all got, uh, had, they're all they all train the same. Exactly, yeah. you know. Uh, so yeah. it, it, it disappeared a, pretty quickly from the scene. I can't remember why. I'd, yeah, yeah, I think I it mean, ended up working in well, a sports store in Newcastle or yeah, something. Yeah, two and, basically, effectively two full seasons. You know, yeah. I mean, he just uh, he won the Rothmans in, in '91, yeah. and then say, you know, yeah. gave one of the great acceptance speeches of all time. They got footage of that. Oh, that, really? That, that's spectacular. You know, you gotta you gotta <laughs> oh, take really? a look at that. That's just the oh. mid late '80s or early '90s at its finest. But oh, um, yeah, the other thing I, I gotta I gotta say is that. Um, he had an incredible knack for the try line. Yeah, scored a lot, you yeah. know, and particularly for a halfback when he when he played mostly mostly in the seven. Yeah, um, yeah, just could could get over the try line. And when yeah, I guess when you're like you know, watching rugby league for the first time, you don't know a lot about it. You'll kind of gravitate to the guys who are actually scoring. And, Definitely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, there was him, and like to to learn that later, like yeah, he he basically kind of disappeared only after you know yeah, sixty four yeah. games total. Sixty four. Sixty four in the in, 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 in the uh, what, or what was. I guess you call the NSWRL, NRL, yeah, yeah. now. But uh, 
And then, you know, but um, yeah, he became a bit of a, uh, of a Bush legend after that too. He, he continued playing, like, you know, kept on, kept on playing into his okay. 40, 40s apparently. Yeah. So, so did somebody else, as we'll, as we'll hear later on, yeah. yeah but yeah. no, that's, that's the one I always grew up on too. Oh, good on you. I always remember the other one. Great I, memories. Yeah, yeah. Bought, um, yeah, bought a rugby, I think it was a rugby league week in which, like, that particular, the week before he had, I think he had just kind of, you know, grabbed four against... Um, uh, Souths, but I can remember the quote, oh, yeah. and it's stuck in my head that he was a bit dirty because he thought he could have scored like nine <laughs> in that game. Fire up! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd left, he'd left a whole bunch on the board. <laughs> How wonderful! Thanks for sharing that, Jim. Mm. That, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, but the question that I posted out um, uh, a morning or two ago was, "Who's your all-time favourite Indigenous rugby league player, and why?" Um, and, and yeah, so we'd, we'd basically kick off. Turtle Wilson um, nominates Ricky Walford. Uh, That's a good one. Great dragon, great winger, one of the toe poker, one of the last toe poker goal kickers, which I forgot about. I forgot that Ricky mm-hmm. Wolford kicked goals. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, everyone loved him. Everyone. Um, I remember. Yeah, I think you and I, you were saying me to me yesterday in that period. I remember him from that kind of same period when I started watching you know, league in the in the yeah. early nineties. That. Um, yeah, he, he was almost he was almost, almost Mr. Dragon. He, like was. he was probably the most identifiable player you know, yeah. in St. George. Yeah, the, yeah, the, there was others like Jeff Hardy and all those sort of blokes. But yeah, he, yeah, Ricky Walford. Um, yeah, so Jay Horan nominates Chica Ferguson. Yep. Brilliant player. That'd be a common one. Yeah, for the Jets and, uh, and the Canberra Raiders. Um, Jason Cornell uh, nominates Larry Corowa. Uh, well, already <laughs> hitting the legends. Uh, Brett Doherty, um, he started following... My Winfield Cup Twitter account. He's a former Illawarra Steelers player. There you go. Yeah, posted a... What is the Illawarra Steelers? No, just <laughs> <laughs> He said that, not me. You'll get all sorts of Steelers. Hey, Steeler was, trains. I was watching... In, I just told you I was watching in the early 90s. You I know where the Steelers are. <laughs> uh, Brett Doherty nominates Johnny Simon and Ian Russell. Um, yeah, so uh, as uh, getting a mention as well. Um, someone called Ill... Um, at War of Steelers. Uh, yeah, at, at War of Steelers. <laughs> Lovely name, love it. Um, and he agrees with, with the uh, John Simon uh, suggestion. He was um, their favourite all-time player. He was uh, he was heartbroken when he left the Steelers. He had a great kick. He could hit hard in defence and was a good organiser. Uh, all, all true. He was just a superb player. Um, Prof M Davis okay. uh, says that uh, this stumped me because every Indigenous rugby league player. Is her favourite. Uh, as kids, um, they loved Mal and Chica, um, and Cliffy, and, and Renoff, and Artie. Um, although, although Artie was a little bit before uh, the profs' time. <laughs> the, the Davis kids love George Rose. Oh, of course. And my mum always loves Greg Inglis. George Rose fan of the magazine. We <laughs> love George Rose. And and of course, everyone um, in the Davis clan loves JT as well. There you go. I'll put, the, I'll put the challenge out to Prof Davis. Is there an Indigenous player she doesn't like? Well, she just said she loves them all. She loves so. them all. So, you know, <laughs> basically yeah, yeah, answered answer that question. We'll, we'll find that out. Uh, Gemma McKinnon. Oh, one thing I wanted to raise there. Do you think Steve Renoff has become underrated historically? Um, he was really good. Like, and I, yeah. you know, he was really good at you know, during his time. I, I just feel like, you know, he's one of those guys who's, I think you're you know, right. who's, got, who's slipped through the, you know, the, you know, kind of the the legacy cracks a bit. Yeah, I think you're right, you know. Mm. Every time you hear his name, everyone says, oh, of course, yeah, Steve Renoff. Yeah, mm. I think, yeah, good point. He popped up in a promotion for the World Cup kind of last year. And yeah, yeah I was like, you know, because 
It's just not a face that, you know, one of those ex-player faces that you see all the time. No, there, there are others of, before him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and it kind of reminded me, like, you know, I always thought of those, those great Brisbane sides, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, a lot of attention was going to you know, kind of flow towards, you know, Wally or, um, or, or Alfie Langer. Alfie, yeah. But yeah. I always thought he was the most impressive, fi- not to say he's the best, but he was the most impressive figure in those great Bronco. Oh, a great uh, 92, I think it was, mm. or 93 grand final where he scored that 80 metre runaway try. It was mm. superb. Uh, Gemma McKinnon, um, uh, Hodges, mm. um, honourable mentions to Bowen, Campbell, Blacklock, Mundine, and Dallas. Yeah, just, just that sentence there. <laughs> There's so many champions, isn't there? Mm. Thanks, Gemma. Um, Behind the Green Door uh, nominates Cliff Lyons and Scotty Prince. Uh, Prince was a premiership winning captain and Clive Churchill medalist. Cliffy was and still is the best ball player I've ever seen play rugby league. Yeah, again. Lots Cliff, of, Cliffy inspires that in a lot of people. Yeah, he, he was a superb. Mm. He was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, I was watching the 87 grand final a couple of nights ago because Fox Sports of Fox League has been playing yeah. been having a club day every nominating a, a day for every club and by the time you get home from work, it's about up to the mid sort of eighties, <laughs> which is perfect timing. And uh, Cliffy the other day against uh, the Raiders in the eighty-seven grand final was, yeah, just just brings back so many memories. Uh, Joe Hedger, <laughs> Joe Hedger nominates Paul Davis, uh, and he posted a picture of um, he did of a, of, a, of a footy card. Very helpful. Yep. Most naturally gifted player I've ever watched play the game. What made me laugh just then was we've found a way of Joe uh, posting a, a, an answer without mentioning Henderson Gill. <laughs> you knew what I was going to say then, didn't you? There you go. Well done, Joe. You've moved on. Uh, <laughs> We're going to be right back in the frame next week. <laughs> yeah. Joe will give you something that you can answer Henderson Gill. Yeah, he loves this show too, so shout out to Joe and to Gemma and to Gemma as well. Um, Stuart McLennan. Uh, Beatson had it all, uh, toughness, vision, a wicked offload and even a turn of pace when needed. His only blemish is he didn't spend a few more years at Balmain. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Rue Starr um, says Cliffy was special but Artie is the king, so more support for Artie. I think, yeah, uh, the only thing I'm feeling a bit kind of kind of uh, sheepish about is that, yes, that, that we aren't kind of going in for, we didn't open up with the ID love. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. from the outset. Because, yeah, because no, yeah, yeah. ID is, is the... Yeah. ID's the king. He's the lodestar. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the guy who kind of, yeah, kind of leads all this out. And I, I suspect, yeah, if maybe if the mix of people who are kind of following us or reading us on social, uh, on social yep. kind of were a bit older, I think this wouldn't even be a debate. No, no, I exactly. Think, I think Beaton would kind of sweep all of this. But the, um, but the range is, is quite good. I yeah, was, yeah, I was yeah. scared of everybody but posting I just, I just, audiences. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those things that, yeah, because he kind of, I don't know whether because it's, you know, kind of generational turnover or the fact he played in the era before, yeah, widespread television and, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I think we don't have a proper handle on, uh, no. on, on how good Beaton was. Okay, the, the big, just to put it in perspective, I reckon... Tamalolo is the Beatson of mm. of today. Like he, he, even just that image of Beatson running out in that first uh, Origin game back in 1980. Mm. Tamalolo is basically the same thing. He bra- breaks away from the establishment, goes over to Tonga, and leads that new sort of charge. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what what Artie Beatson did. Yeah. And so, if you want a bit of perspective as to what's it's a good, of, it's a good analogy. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. What, what sort of um, standing Artie has in the game, and Artie can. Could play just basically 
is just as damaging as what Taumalolo mm. uh, is now. And, and um, yeah, so, so there you go. Uh, James Cheeseman, uh, like yourself, nominates, um, oh no, lot like that discussion you were having before, nominates Greg Inglis. He's a phenomenally naturally gifted athlete. Uh, he could dominate any sport. So glad he's in league. Very true. Mentioned <laughs> before, aren't we all? Mm. Uh, Julian King nominates Nathan Blacklock and Andrew Walker, who always brought me joy. I'm going to bring something up yeah. there. That uh, the other name I was going to nominate beyond McGrady was Andrew Walker. Yeah, like, you know, I think I mentioned to you yeah, yeah. this morning that um, he uh, and the thing that kind of impressed me most about him was that I don't think I've seen a guy who was as good at league at the same time as being as as good at union. He was like, you know, when, perfect yeah. dual player. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, I was actually surprised to learn that he was kind of the first to kind of start in league and then make it into union, as opposed to the you know the, the other way around. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you had kind of some uh, you know the others kind of follow in, in the aftermath, um, you know, Sailor, Rogers, Takiri, so forth. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And apologies to, to, to Michael O'Connor, if, you know, because well, well, yeah, well, I didn't get to see play, but uh, mm, mm. yeah, uh, Walker was just incredible. And I, I know that you know, they hate to use that term, kind of you know, natural footballer, particularly with reference to Indigenous players, because I think it's it's a bit of a kind of a racially loaded term at times. It's certainly, is, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he just there's a, a magnificent little piece that um, that that Phil Gould. Wrote about uh, wrote about him. Uh, well, really, wasn't really about him specifically. He was writing yeah. about uh, about structure, like the, you know the uses and abuses of structure okay. in in league. And um, he described Walker as one of his favorite players ever, and said that um, you know he was a he, Walker was a was a guy who could do anything on a football field except play to a structure. <laughs> so he said, you know, he never tried to put you know never tried to kind of put Walker into a set play or anything like that. No, no. He told him, uh, he just told him, listen, follow you know follow Freddie, follow Adrian Lamb, yeah. just follow these guys around the field. And then he said, then just let him, let his natural yeah his, his well sorry his talent kind of come to the fore. He said he actually uh, or can he had one play. For uh, one set play for him, in which he told Fittler just throw a pass, like a long cutout pass to him on the sideline, but you know throw it like ten meters ahead of him and okay. let him run onto it. You know oh. he'll, he'll find his way. Can onto you imagine it. how dangerous that would have been for the opposition? Wow. So you know that was. Yeah. Uh, he said that's the that's the limit to which you could uh, you could um, you could uh, kind of plan kind of yeah. play for for Andrew Walker. Uh, oh. yeah, Andrew Walker but uh, oh, just, a, just a superb player but yeah. here's, and here's one last thing I was like, saying this morning that kind of surprised me how many games do you think Andrew Walker played um, I don't know generally uh, give me a uh, ballpark figure 100 100 yeah, see, that would have been more than I thought. 145. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I actually thought, you know, because I guess what I was looking 145 at... 145 league games. 145 yeah, games that, that, league. So, you know, he that had, does it, me. And then yeah. a couple of seasons of, uh, of Super Rugby, at least. So, yeah, that's a fair few seasons so of league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, he was in... He was a first grade regular, like he had been, I think, at, was at St. George where he first turned up, and um, he, he hadn't played very much. But by 20, he was basically a first team yeah. kind of guy uh, okay. at, at, the, at the Roosters. And um, But yeah, that surprised me. For, I, I guess it be kind of, the, the knock on him became, he, he was the guy who kind of, yeah, kind of left kind of his teams. Yeah. But uh, no, he did play quite a few games. Oh, yeah, and became a wallaby and, mm. and, and everything. Yeah. Uh, Duke 25, uh, JT. Best I've seen, uh, but my favourite was, again, Andrew Walker. Andrew Walker. At least changed how fullbacks played 
and those sparkling bombs were amazing. <laughs> Certainly were in, the, in this great. Um, JD, JD Sloan is his tag, good name. <laughs> um, been quite a number of good ones, TBH. Um, Walford was always a guy I loved watching, as was Lions, except against Norths. <laughs> Owen Craigie, there's another one. There you go. Um, not sure we ever saw the best of him uh, in long enough. Um, personal favourite for JD was Steve Renoff again. Um, almost the best centre I've ever seen. Fair, yeah. Can't argue with that. Another Steve Renoff point I would make. He wouldn't be playing centre today, would he? It's slow him at fullback or something like that. Yeah, probably, yeah. He had, he had locked, almost too much skill for a centre, didn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, <laughs> much love to all you centres out <laughs> yeah. there, um, all you tackling machines in the middle of the field. Here we go, public campaign. We hate centres. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brown, it's a cliche, but Inglis uh, followed him since he came onto the scene as a gangly teenager. Uh, boy, the kid could run, absolutely. Uh, Harmy, um, shout out to Harmy. Uh, Mr. Lyons, old school player. Good, good suggestion. Um, the loose offload nominates Preston Campbell. Best, best example of how little blokes still have a crucial place in the game. I hope so. My, my, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's true. Like Preston Campbell was, you know, it was fun to watch. My um, favourite memory of Preston Campbell was before the 2003 Grand Final. Um, you know how they shine the shine cameras into the dressing sheds before the game, and everyone's all tense and nervous and pumped up, and you know, pacing and pacing the dressing shed. Campbell was lying on the on one of the side benches. Uh, on his back, and he had his backpack uh, using that as a pillow, and he was throwing the ball up and catching it. And uh, he must have known that the camera was on him, and, and you know that he was on air, and he waved at it and everything. And <laughs> I thought that looking at that as a Penrith fan, I thought this is great. Like this guy isn't even nervous about this game. This is going to be a ripper, and, and it turned out to be the right result in the <laughs> in the end. Sorry, Rooster fans. Um, who are we moving on to now? Uh, David Balfour. I really liked Owen Craigie at the Knights. Bit of a favourite uh, amongst a few of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, David Peachy. The guy was a freak. David Peachy, another you, one. You dropped a word. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to say that on air, are we? Because, I don't know. Because we get rated to this for, Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Our producer, Kevin Ayers, told us not to say it. Oh, um, while we're on that, um, if, if you're still listening after 33 minutes... <laughs> Um, give us a rating on iTunes. Apparently, it increases our chances of something. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever really cared about it, have we? <laughs> no, I guess not. No. You know, I'd like, I'd, I'd like to be able to keep on making these comments without getting in too much trouble. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, give us a rating. It's um, it helps apparently. Um, where the heart is, one of our favourite followers. Yes, indeed. William Bubba Kennedy. What is this? Is awesome. Uh, made his first grade debut very late and became a try-scoring uh, cult hero with the Balmain Club. Still tearing it up in 2017 at the age of 48. That's awesome. 48, that's awesome, yeah. Um, don't tell me this isn't an absolute ornament to the game. Brilliant. Um, Pete Williams, here we go, um, nominates uh, Preston Campbell for guts, Lions for ball playing, Inglis for being the most natural player, and you've got Blacklock and Mundine for the showmanship. On and on, yeah. They were two real showmen, Blacklock and Mundine. Um, Blacklock, I can't remember, I, I think he's nominated as the best player to never play Origin, mm. all, for, all for Australia. Like, you got your Harry Bath nominees for Australia, but 
how he didn't get a game for New South Wales. Um, well, that's a matter of some controversy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Tinger, that's New South Wales, isn't it? Uh, Chris Atkinson nominates uh, Arthur Beetson, Daniel um, Attius, uh, Preston, a uh, little bloke with a big heart, Paul Michael Craig. Um, overall, JT is the greatest player I've ever seen. But growing up, I loved and hated Cliff Lyons uh, all, all the same time. This is interesting. Uh, he seemed to hypnotise defenders. Um, always played very well against uh, Paul Michael Craig's Bears. Uh, especially maddening as he was um, at North to start with. And I didn't know that. Mm. And then I didn't know this either. Uh, David Fol- Folming uh, chimes in and says, little known fact, he started at Cronulla. Really? Did not know that. And I, I looked it up. Either. Looked it up on Andrew Ferguson's Rugby League project. Sure enough, he wow. was... Yeah, he's from, oh, well, whether he's from Cronulla, I'm not sure, but he started off in Cronulla's junior ranks. I died, yeah, you learn something every day. Um, Eel Lee nominates Larry Kaurua. His running looked so effortless. Um, stop me if you want to uh, chime in and no, um, talk about any of these. Uh, Benny Storer uh, nominates Gorgeous George Rose. Big heart, played hard. And a gentleman to boot. Hashtag people's champion. We've got to talk to. We've got to talk to George, don't we? Yeah, but um, I just wanted to kind of throw the warning out there. You don't <laughs> think that George? I wouldn't be above George to have taken out Bunny Store, Benny Store, as like an as, as an alias, an online alias, online handle, and for him to actually comment on that being him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to ask him. <laughs> George, Georgie actually once agitated for the cover for uh, for the mag, which I love. <laughs> yes, did he? I so wanted to. I so, yes. I, so I think I so wanted us. To, uh, we weren't making the decision at the time, but uh, I so wanted it to happen. But uh, we've yes. got to we've got to make that happen. We've got to get our designer Al to get George to, George Rose on the cover. <laughs> yes, gonna make up a mock one. That'd be awesome. <laughs> did he really want to be on the cover? <laughs> Who are we doing a story with? Can you remember what? Uh, instead, or did he just? Come I have out no and idea. Say, he just, he just, I'm, he just, I'm George he just, Rose. He just hit him. No, he hit us up on Twitter. When, when, you know, <laughs> when, when am I getting my cover? Well, you're going to. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we really have to like kind of figure out how to do this. If we put George Rose on the cover of Inside Sport, that would be a most well well sold edition. It would <laughs> <laughs> be terrific. Um, where were we? Uh, uh, Gavin, great name, Gavin. Um, Nominates Artie Beetson. Uh, would love to have seen uh, Vernon Frank Daisy play back in the day as well. well. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, Ray Ray nominates Cliffy. Nathan Merritt is another one. Mm. And GI. Nathan Merritt, another underrated underrated player in the eyes of selectors too, wasn't yeah. he? Like, yeah. Just didn't get enough of a crack. Mm-hmm. Really, um, really sad. Uh, the Trooper uh, nominates probably Preston Campbell. Um, excelled even when he played out of position. Steve Renoff was right up there too. A um, couple to go. Jen Peden. Um, oh, there's so many. Uh, don't make us choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> Cliffy, G.I., J.T., Artie, Owen Craigie, Peachy, Ronnie Gibbs. Ronnie Gibbs. Beautiful. Uh, Blacklock, so many more, but mostly Cliffy, such a gifted ball player. Uh, P. Corti, um, many good times in, at the Stein with Cliff and the boys. We'll have to get them to expand on that one day. <laughs> A. Birkenhagen. Um, Matty Bowen always had our family screaming from the top of our lungs, especially origin time. 
I was there when he scored that try off um, the Brett Kamali intercept. Mm. I was at Suncourt that night. It's the loudest crowd noise I've ever heard. And it was, of course, the uh, start of the run that, that they had. Um, it was an amazing night. Uh, Scott McIntyre, uh, three points to Cliff Lyons, two to Artie, and one to Mal Cochran. It's another great name, mm. old manly name, Mal Cochran. And Nordberg uh, <laughs> nominates Frank Stokes. If you want to know about what Frank Stokes did, mm. um, Nordberg posted a video in response to this question, and it's he's on fire for Manly. Just a really good um, video of him on fire for Manly against Parramatta, and back in the late eight, mid, mid to late nineties, I think it was. So, mm. so there you go. Thank you so much for what great names that we shared. Hey, I think the one <laughs> thing that I, I draw from all of that is that yes, um, Cliff Lyons has. Quite the uh, is quite the support out there. Yeah, but he was he was that kind of player. Like, yeah, yeah, he's one of the. Yeah, again, I, I, as I kind of mentioned before, I think you know, so many of the great Indigenous players have made indelible impressions for us. And um, I think when you look at the, the cream of that, you yeah, know, I mean, kind of like it's it's not surprising that someone like Lions kind of yeah kind of like carves out a place in our memory uh, as he does. Yeah. I hope I didn't influence it. I, I posted a picture of Cliff Lyons with the question. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe I poisoned. Oh, here we go. Maybe yeah. I poisoned this, the... Uh, this, is, no, this is proof. It's a, it's a, it's a prior... Yeah, it, this, I think this is kind of... Uh, this is a great kind of example of, a, you know, of psychological priming. <laughs> you need to come out the next time and then you yeah. know, kind of put a, you know, another kind of like... Uh, another kind of greatest you know, question. Like, who's your greatest lock? And then, you know, you know, just, put a picture of Bobby Lidner. <laughs> yeah, put a picture of Bobby Lidner. Was, right there was it Bobby Lidner? It wouldn't be. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, beautiful, mate. You want to say anything before we sign off? Um, uh, yeah, just uh, to keep an eye out for, um, in, in, in the next couple of weeks, uh, our preview edition of, uh, our March edition of the uh, of Inside Sport comes out and that um, will be our NRL preview. So like, yes. uh, we'll have plenty to talk around that and I, I suspect in the next week we'll uh, um, kind of maybe farm out some ideas yep. from you for, uh, yeah, for, uh, for our preview. It, um, it's always I, yeah fun time of year and I, I, I would say yeah. the most fun we have doing magazines definitely is uh, apart from the actual kind of like getting to go to events and like you know, kind of uh, you know, kind of meeting kind of like kind of our kind of people favorite people idols so on and so forth yeah. <laughs> which can be bad sometimes but that's, that's a separate issue uh, yeah is to yeah when we kind of just get in rooms with our colleagues and like you know have kind of the arguments that you have all the time and then yeah. you know, yeah, you actually get to fill pages with them, and that is called work. <laughs> so you know, but it hardly feels like it. So uh, right. yes, uh, we'll kind of do that, and we'll kind of uh, kind of get on James's case again for what his what his uh, predicted ladder uh, for for twenty eighteen is going to be. It's Been always wrong. it's always accurate, <laughs> never fails. So you know, that's uh, yeah. Been wrong that, before. That's that's to look forward to. <laughs> very good. All right, excellent. Thanks for very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.